the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Because I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. <laughs> and I will not fight. Woo! <laughs> I'm in a mood tonight. Watch me explode. That's right. It is exploding out here on the West Coast. The night ain't over yet. In fact, that's where it's all happening is out here on the West Coast. The Andrea K Show is happening right here in San Diego in the studios live. KCBQ AM 1170. Joining me tonight in the studios right here is none other than DJ Carrot Sticks. You talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you, baby. <laughs> and you know where else is happening? <laughs> Live out here on the West Coast, up in Washington State. We got a primary tonight. Somebody said to me earlier on Facebook, there's a primary today? Who knew there was a primary? Yeah, there's a primary. And in a proactive move... By some never-Trump people up in Washington State, the Republican Party, by the way, the establishment, they tried, and we talked about this in last night's show, they tried to make a move, a little proactive move, to try to stop Trump, I guess. I'm not really sure what their play was, but the state uh, Republican Party at the convention this past weekend allocated 40 of the 41 delegates to Cruz instead of Trump. Although, since he won tonight, means that they will have to vote for him in the first round of voting at the convention in July. So more of a symbolic move, but I think that they're still hoping somehow, some way, that it's going to end up going their way and not Trump's way. But you know what? Come June 7, I predict that Trump is going to cross the threshold of 1,237 delegates. And then we're going to continue, I think, to hear more from these people in terms of, oh, why they've got to sit at home and why Trump is no better than Hillary. Well, you know what tonight's show was about? Tonight's show was about, yeah, there is a big difference between Trump and between Hillary. And it all centers around security. So tonight's show was about security in a variety of different ways. It's about our national security. It's about our personal security in terms of our our, our lives, our home, our, our personal space. And it's also about our economic security. So that's what we're, what we're going to be talking about tonight. Joining me tonight to help me break all this down. Coming up on the show, we've got Michael Schwartz, who's the executive director of the San Diego County Gun Owners PAC, who's all about protecting our Second Amendment rights. Tom Del Beccaro, who's running to replace Barbara Boxer here in California. We got to keep our eye on the... Uh, the uh, I can't remember the term for it, but below the presidential race, the the lower races, the entire ticket all the way down. We've got to get Tom Del Beccaro to replace Barbara Boxer here in California. So he's going to be on the show. Big news coming out of Hollywood and La La. So Della B is going to be here with us a little bit later in the show. And then rounding out in the anchor position in the relay race is none other than my buddy Kalyan Pokola from Pokola Law is going to be on to talk about a kind of serious and then kind of an absurd uh, 
story that was kind of at the top of Drudge yesterday. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. If you're just tuning in, this is the Andrea K Show. I am Andrea K. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm not yet on Snapchat, so I don't have snaps. DJ Carrot Sticks. Come on, you got to get with it. I got to. Now, are the snaps the people that that are your peeps, or are the snaps like what you do? That's what you do. I, what I don't you know do. if you call them or not, but I, I say I'm a snapper. You're I a snapper. Know. <laughs> I don't know if that's correct or not. You're a snapper, DJ Snapper. Maybe that's your new name. Um, okay, so the, I'm. I also downloaded, and I'm going to try this tomorrow because I am going to be filling in for Craig Sewing tomorrow on his show, 6 p.m. right here on AM 1170. I'm actually going to try to do my very first Facebook Live <sighs> launch. Okay, the live stream. I downloaded it, but I haven't like practiced with it. So stay tuned for that tomorrow. Uh, security, national security. Why did Trump rise to the top of the heap initially, right out of the gate last year? Security. The open border situation that we have, not just the southern border in which we've got an influx of all people from all around the world, not just Mexico and South America coming in, but also the, the open border that we have through our immigration system. He was the very first to say we need to issue a temporary ban on Muslims coming here. Why? Because we had a woman who studied at a madrasa over there who was brought here on a visa, who was not vetted by our government, who came here and and participated in the second largest terrorist attack to ever happen on American soil. What did we find out today? The State Department has admitted 80 Syrian refugees on Tuesday and 225 yesterday setting a new single-day record as President Obama surges. I mean, see, he's only got a few months left, right? So he's racing to the finish line to finish his transformation. He's trying to meet his target of 10,000 being brought here. Oh, but, you know, you conservatives, you're so racist. Oh, you know, they're only a small percentage. By their own number, by the liberals' own number, that 10% of Muslims are terrorists, that means that we're looking at 1,000. Of the 10,000 coming here. And you know who funded this? Paul Ryan. Who considers himself himself the conscious of the conservative party. Who basically said when Trump came out and said that we needed to issue a temporary ban on bringing Muslims here. Until we could figure out who was coming here and what they were all about. He said Trump did not represent the Republican Party for saying that. He said he was ashamed that that didn't represent our values. So then I guess I'm to believe that this is the values of Paul Ryan and the Republican Party to bring people here who have not been vetted. Um, the use U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services um, is um, the agency that's charged with vetting the applicants. They've been speeding it up. The State Department sent from February to April sent uh, extra staff to Jordan where 12,000 applicants were referred uh, to be interviewed. They are not even looking. I guess the, I guess the House of Representatives is going to have a vote on Wednesday just to try to get some legislation passed to make these people look at their social media sites. They're not even looking at social media. And then it even gets worse because there's hundreds of thousands of Christians over there. How many of the three, almost 3,000 refugees that have been brought here so far? How many of them are Christians? Twelve. Ninety-seven percent are Muslims. This is a calculated move to take us over and transform us from within. And the Republican Party is behind this. The Democrat Party goes on, is putting pressure 
on them to speed up the process and an agency officials bragging about how they're increasing the processing capability to to improve their capacity to meet the $10,000 target, a 10,000 target of, of refugees by the end of this fiscal year, which is the end of September, which is before the election. And the Republican Party is doing nothing to stop it. Some states like Texas have filed some lawsuits to stop it, but the federal courts have said there's not standing yet because there hasn't been pain and damages. Meanwhile, 14 people, there's your pain and damages. And in fact, not only that, but let's say that they don't consider San Bernardino to, to grant standing. Two men that came here as part of the refugee program have already been arrested and charged with terrorism related offenses. That was in January. And yet we're still bringing these people here. The Democrats... What's their argument? Same old PC crap. Refugees are victims, the Democrats wrote in their letter, because Dick Durbin started putting pressure to actually bring more and more and more here. Refugees are victims. They're not perpetrators of terrorism. That's like Obama lying and in, in, in saying that there wasn't a smidge of corruption going on in the IRS, of which obviously we know that there was. That's another story that we're going to get into a little bit later in terms of the story being that we've got a feckless Republican Party that has let this administration and its corruption and its criminal activity completely tear apart every fabric of society and do nothing to stop it. Absolutely nothing. 10,000 come here that we know. Why are they coming here instead of Christians? We know why. Because they can't speak the language. They will not assimilate into our culture. They're the perfect partner for the Democrat Party. Christians aren't the perfect partner for the Democrat Party. But Muslims are. Because they'll be completely dependent on the government. And who are they going to vote for? They're going to vote for the Democrats. And on top of it, we know that what they want when they're coming here is Sharia. And what is Sharia in line with? Marxism. This is a calculated move to take us over from within. And speaking of that IRS commissioner, we know going back to 2010, what happened with the IRS. We know that they were targeting conservative and Republican organizations. We know that they destroyed evidence. We know that they lied under oath about it. And yet the Republican Party did nothing. In fact, because the Republican Party is so absolutely worthless, this guy Kostinen, he didn't even bother to show up to his own impeachment hearing. Why? Because he knew that he didn't have to. There's no justice. We do need justice reform in this country. But what we need is we need a Republican Party and a president at the charge of it that is going to be willing to hold some elected officials accountable through the Justice Department. That's the kind of reform that we need. And I tell you something else. You never Trump people who think that there is no difference between Trump and Hillary. Look at all these stories right here and tell me if you really believe that Hillary is going to start cleaning up some of this business or if she's not a part of the problem. And I tell you something else, if for no other reason, you want to talk about security, we can't talk about security without talking about the Second Amendment and our own personal security and our own ability to defend ourselves, not just against bad guys who want to do us harm and hurt us, but against a federal government. You look at what's behind that IRS scandal, and it's the jackboot of tyranny, wanting to control and dominate. And if they ever get our guns from us, they absolutely will. And that's what Hillary wants. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to pick up this discussion on the other side about our personal security and the Second Amendment. We're going to talk to Michael Schwartz, who's the executive director of the San Diego County Gun Owners PAC. And then we're also going to talk to Tom Del Bacaro, who wants to chime in on that as well. Whew, I'm fired up. It's hot out here on the West Coast tonight. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. 
Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657-333. Kitchen Hi, my name is Colin Pokola, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Pokola Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com P-O-K-A-L-A law.com. The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation, call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. <laughs> I love that. Awesome bumper song. Hey, welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me tonight. That is a classic. I don't play enough classic rock. In fact, um, that brings back some memories because that's one of my older brother's favorite songs. I'm sure you recognize that. You, my Andrea K Show listeners, you know that's Ted Nugent, who's not just a well-known rocker, well-known hunter crazy conservative guy, but he knows a thing or two about guns, and he's actually on the board of directors for the National Rifle Association. That's right, the NRA. And here to talk about all things related to the NRA and the Second Amendment is Michael Schwartz from the San Diego County Gun Owners. And I wanted Michael to come in to do the show because for all you people out there, all you never-Trumpers who are trying to say that there's absolutely no difference between Donald Trump and Hillary because Donald has held some liberal positions in the past, and he actually even maybe supported some things in the past in regards to gun control that some of you aren't quite that happy about. Let me tell you, there's a huge difference between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton going into this general election. You absolutely must keep that in mind. There is a reason why the NRA proudly endorsed Donald Trump last week and why they really want every gun owner out there or those thinking about owning a gun, those who want to protect themselves with a gun, need to know about Hillary Clinton. Michael, welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Thank you for having me, Andrea. So, yes, the NRA endorsed Donald Trump. Not surprising. Um, but I was amazed to see it at their annual convention. They uh, uh, came out uh, and endorsed him strongly. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like I said, it's it's, it's pretty important. Uh, I know, uh, it, it, you know, it's healthy to be skeptical, mm-hmm. to look at his past, to, to see what, it, what public comments he's made. 
and to be skeptical of uh, conflicting statements. I know back in 2000 in his book, um, he actually uh, was in favor of uh, reinstating the assault weapons ban, and that was a uh, big discussion back, back at that time. And, and uh, you know, apparently he's evolved since then. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's uh, one of the most important things about this uh, presidential election is who's going to be on the Supreme Court. Right. Because there's one opening now. There could be three, maybe even four over the next eight years. Mm-hmm. And uh, that could uh, change the uh, the the Supreme Court for a generation, if well, not more. It absolutely will. And this is, and that's one reason why Donald Trump last week, uh, it, in a way to show to people who he really is and, and what his core value system is and, and really prove his creds, was he, he presented. He said, here's my top 11 picks for the Supreme Court. And in fact, a lot of people were, were um, some of the, the women's groups came out immediately said, these are like some really far right wing you know, people out there. And so that should make conservatives feel a little bit better about what he's about. Because when you look at the flip side, you look at what Hillary Clinton's about. Forget what she says out on the campaign trail. What she says behind closed doors, and in fact, there's a leaked audio about it where she's talking about a hey, she's talking about SCOTUS, and she's talking in particular to a decision that was made by the Supreme Court that's called the Heller decision. And what that decision did was it upheld the rights for Americans to um, own guns. It upheld our Second Amendment rights. And what she's saying in this leaked audio is, first of all, she bashes the NRA with it. Because, of course, they're the bad guys, you know, uh, for everything um, as they try to gain control. Gun control is really about citizen control. So they've got to demonize. The left always has to play the game of identity politics. They've got to demonize people in order to, to get the upper hand in that. But then she goes on to say in this leaked audio that she sees the op- opportunities, the openings coming about on the Supreme Court, and she specifically wants justices that will overturn Heller. This is real for those conservatives out there who say that our Second Amendment rights are solid, and it's just a debate over uh, assault weapons bans. No, it is a legitimate issue going into this general election, isn't it? it our Second Amendment rights are literally in jeopardy with Ab- Hillary Clinton. Absolutely. Uh, Heller versus D.C. was the Supreme Court decision back in 2008 that uh, said that Yes, the Second Amendment is an individual right. Um, that's what the, that was what was affirmed in the decision. And she didn't uh, beat around the bush in the audio. She said that the Supreme Court was wrong, was absolutely wrong, that the mm-hmm. Second Amendment is is a uh, an individual right. So uh, I, I thought it was very smart of Donald Trump to put out his uh, list of Supreme Court picks. There's really two pools. There's a pool of judges that the uh, Republicans going to pick from, and a pool of judges that Democrats are going to pick from. And uh, no matter where you fall on uh, your um, uh, your opinions with Donald Trump, some of the nuances of mm-hmm. of where you may agree or disagree, uh, the reality is he he's put out his Supreme Court picks and it looks very very good. Mm-hmm. She she hasn't, but she has uh, told everybody was very is very clear on her intention mm-hmm. of changing the uh, definition of uh, what the Supreme Court is, which right. is and an there, individual right to keep and bear arms. Right, and there have been many Republicans that have been squeamish on assault weapons and have gone along some of the you know background checks and have gone along with some of the quote common sense you know gun you know laws or whatever. But one thing that we can all agree on is that it is absolutely our right to keep and to bear arms. And and so, you know, the Trump demonization, people really need to understand what's at, what's at stake. They are not equal. Um, Hillary Clinton 
is to be feared. We actually even had a sheriff here in San Diego who said we can disarm America within 10 years. So there is a real movement to absolutely uh, disarm Americans. Uh, if you're just tuning in, this is the Andrea K Show, and I'm talking to Michael Schwartz from the San Diego County Gun Owners Pack. Tell everybody about your organization and what you guys do. Sure. San Diego County Gun Owners is a political organization that focuses on Second Amendment uh, issues locally in San Diego and specifically at the city and county level. There are 18 city councils in San Diego. Uh, we have three and a half million people in San Diego, which makes us bigger than about 19 states. So uh, we feel the best way to support some of the national and, and state organizations like NRA and CRPA and Gun Owners California, that sort of thing, is to make sure that everybody in San Diego on a local level uh, that's elected is pro-Second Amendment. So when it comes time to uh, promote somebody to go to Sacramento or Washington, D.C., we're picking from a pro-Second Amendment pool. How do we know? It's so hard to know. What we do know about the Democrats, when getting back to the SCOTUS thing, we know they typically get it right. The Republicans are often fooled when we put, you look at John Roberts, you know, the Republicans oftentimes are fooled with their uh, SCOTUS picks. The Democrats always get it right. That's one point I wanted to make. So again, the SCOTUS thing is really, really important. It's huge, monumental. But when it comes to elected officials, it is hard because you look at somebody like Trump who's held one position in the past. He says, this is how I feel now. How do you guys vet who the who the candidates are and to know who you're supporting is right on the issue. Well, we do. And we have a couple of tools on our website. One, we actually have a ratings tab on our website, San Diego County Gun Owners dot com um, that rates every city council member in all the different city councils, either a thumbs up, thumbs down or undecided. And those ratings are based on uh, conversations. They're based on uh, especially voting record and they're based on public comments. We have a number of volunteers and and we put a lot of hours in the meeting with the different city council members and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, checking their voting record. Because the voting record is the they can say whatever they want when it's time to run for office. Right. Oh, yeah. It's the voting record that counts. So we put a lot of research into it and shine a light on it. When that sheriff here in, in San Diego... Was it the sheriff or the police chief? Police chief. Police chief lands down. And I've talked about this on my show many times. I couldn't believe he took to the microphones and said, we can do this. We can disarm America in 10 years, in a decade if we try. Who locally that you can identify or that you're willing to identify shares that that agenda? Uh, Well, so uh, when he was talking about that, uh, Feinstein, Senator Feinstein was trying to uh, renew the Mm -hmm. gun ban at the local level, the assault weapons ban at the local level. Mm -hmm. So she was going around all the different city councils and trying to get them to sign on to a resolution in favor of that. And uh, that was right around the time that Chief Lansdowne said that. And we and a number of volunteers went down to the city of San Diego and Mm -hmm. spoke out against it. And they actually Mm -hmm. uh, never passed that resolution. However, the city of Encinitas did. Mm. Um, Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, they passed a resolution. It was five to nothing uh, and in favor of a a gun ban. And and now Mayor Kristen Gaspar is running for Mm -hmm. uh, uh, county board which uh, is, like I said, the most important thing is your voting record. So we've come out and said, hey, do not vote for Kristen Gaspar for County Board of Supervisors. She's trying to move up in the ranks, and that's exactly why our uh, organization exists, is mm-hmm. to find people at the local level, you know, see where they stand on Second Amendment issues, mm-hmm. and then either help them if we agree with them or make sure that they do not get promoted to higher office. Is that the main thing that makes your group different from other organizations out there? Or is there even more? I'd say, you know, we uh, the local focus definitely makes us unique mm-hmm. among uh, uh, not just gun organizations, but many political organizations. But I think the other thing that sets us apart from other Second Amendment um, uh, groups is that we um, the, the members and the volunteers involved 
tend to be people that aren't aren't necessarily hunters, um, mm-hmm. not really, uh, you know, uh, that sort of thing. They're 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 kind of you know they're moms and dads and people like me, people like you, people that own a gun. Mm-hmm. Maybe they uh, or a few uh, like I do, or a few <laughs> uh, for self defense, mm-hmm. or maybe they're collectors. Maybe it's 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 a hobby that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's it, they're just tired of being blamed for for crime, you know, involving a gun that sort of thing. Yeah, so. I mean, every time you look at Chicago, I mean, it's 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 worse than Iraq over there every weekend. The scores and scores of the black-on-black crime, and they've got the strictest gun laws in the nation. And every time something like that happens or you've got a tragedy at a school somewhere, it's like law-abiding gun owners end up being the bad guys in the NRA. Right, right. And they paint They're us, criminalizing us. Yeah, and they paint us all with these uh, you know, stereotypes. And uh, and a lot of times they talk about things like hunting. and Except we're not necessarily uh, – uh, you know, the Second Amendment doesn't really have to do, anything to do with hunting. It has to do with the civilians uh, – Right. individual's right to keep and bear arms so that yeah. they can protect themselves and their family and protect and, themselves not just from intruders and bad guys i had a story that i've talked about on the show before but also from an overreaching government because that's one of the things that our founders really because our nation was founded on individual freedom and in order to have individual freedom personally and professionally in your career and in the marketplace and in your home and in against not only the bad guys but against the government you've got to have a well-armed populace Right. How can people get information about your organization and get involved? Uh, the best thing to do is go to San Diego County Gun Owners dot com. Uh, there's a bunch of information online. You can sign up for our newsletter online. We're a very active group. We do a lot of different events. Uh, we just had our Second Amendment celebration dinner on the USS Midway, where we had over 350 people. Uh, we're changing the stereotypes. We're changing the discussion at the water cooler. We like to say. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here. Hope you come back. Great. Thank you. All right. Hey, it's my buddy Tom Del Bacaro on the line. He's like on the newsmaker line. He's our newest leader. I'm hoping is going to be in America. Hey, Tom. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad to have you back on the show. I don't know how much you heard of my last segment, but we were talking about Second Amendment. Yeah, we were talking. You know, it's amazing the pure arrogance of public officials when it comes to the Second Amendment, as if they could just discard the amendment. Right. I mean, it's just, it, bl- it blows me away. <clears throat> a couple of things I, I would like to add to that conversation, if you don't mind. No. One, one, we cannot let Congress state. Uh, judges changed the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment was put in by the people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of the people, it, by it, the people. It's our right. The amendment process in this government we have of separation of powers, the amendment process belongs, the ultimate adoption, ratifications are ours. Mm-hmm. We cannot give that away to a judge any amendment. Well, but see, but the twenty-seven. Well, but wait a second, Tom, because we're we're supposed to be progressive. You know, we're supposed to stay up with the times, and the Constitution is just okay, a suggestion. So I mean, come on, it's a living document, right? If you think it's a living document, then I want you to take your mortgage down to the bank and say this is a living mortgage. <laughs> when I originally did this, times were different. <laughs> But now I need changes, and if they don't call security, <laughs> and then and why is it that the people who think it's living and should have security called on them are the ones that are considered normal, and we're not? So, but on, on a serious note, going back to it, all the amendments need to be jealously guarded by. Americans, because if they give up this right and and start to assume that it's okay for courts to change the amendments, that's a bad thing. Point number two, 
Milton Friedman used to say, judge a law not by its intentions, but by its results, right? right? Yes. So look at, okay, so the intention of these left people in Chicago is they see a crime, therefore it was committed Mm -hmm. with a gun, therefore all guns should be taken away. Mm -hmm. But what are the results? We all know that crime has skyrocketed in Chicago in this virtual gun-free world, right? Mm -hmm. Now, that's that's an approach. You could you could sit there and analyze it and say, like in the abstract, and say, well, what if we try to take guns away? And then what you do is you see reality and you say, oh, it doesn't work. Then you look at what other people did, Giuliani in New York. Mm-hmm. And what Giuliani did is concentrated on criminal activity. And when crime went down, you know what went down? Gun violence went down because... The people committing the gun violence are criminals. Right. So the, the versus versus coming up, with, excuse me, versus coming up with laws that uh, that only address those of us that aren't out shooting anybody anyway. So it doesn't solve the problem. Right. Now I got to shift away a little bit from guns while I've got this precious time on the phone with you because you have received so many endorsements from people regarding um, your tax plans. And on Tuesdays I like to get into business here. I, you know, I, I I like to talk about the freedom that we have to, to bear arms, but we also we're supposed to have the 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 freedom to operate within a free market and the freedom to keep our yeah. own property, which is our own money. Now it's c- kind of like guns. Taxes is counterintuitive. The left would like you like us to believe that the more money they took from the citizens, the better it would help the economy. They call that a stimulus. Those of us who are conservatives believe that the more money that the private citizens, their own property, they're allowed to keep, the better for the economy. In a minute or so left, can you tell everybody why you've gotten these endorsements? Why your your tax plan? is so much better and, and and why they should vote for you in the primary. Absolutely. Today, government spends 36% of the entire economy and regulations cost us almost to half the economy. And the bite of the government is too big. It is sapping the strength of the private sector. So I have a flat tax that is designed to grow the private sector. It's supported by Art Laffer, Steve Moore, Larry Kudlow, and Stephen Forbes. I'm the only one in the country who can say that. And it's designed to let people keep their own money, start their own businesses, and and it's the only way to stimulate the private sector. Government spending, all that does is lead to debt. Uh, and the only way we're going to get a, above 1.5% growth is is realizing that it's Americans that can bring the economy back, not the government. And people can go to tomdell.com, T-O-M-D-E-L.com, and see that. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here, Tom. I appreciate it. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Hi, my name is Colin Pokola, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Pokola Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll 
credit our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com, P-O-K-A-L-A-Law.com. The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation, call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com. Fresh Healthy Vending, the nation's largest healthy vending company, is looking for locations in this area to place its latest innovation, a fresh, healthy micromarket at absolutely no cost to your business. A fresh, healthy micromarket is like a mini health food store for your office break room. Choose from breakfast meals, fresh salads, wraps, hot meals, smoothies, cold-pressed juices, and more, all at a convenient self-checkout kiosk. Now you can offer your employees exactly what they want. All natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. Fuel productivity and creativity, decrease absenteeism, and increase morale. Fresh Healthy Vending is offering the first 20 offices that sign up $250 cash and 15% of the net profits each micromarket generates each month. For free information about this exciting and healthy opportunity, visit freshandhealthy.org to request your free machine. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, y'all know what that music means. It means my girl Della B is back with me. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Woo, it's hot out here on the West Coast because I got my show going live. We got Washington State primaries happening out here, and now I got Della B. So yeah, yeah, what's yeah. happening? Oh, wow. Oh, well, it's disgusting. What's disgusting? What what is disgusting? Hollywood is disgusting. (laughs) Well, can you clean Uh, it up? I I don't know. Somebody needs to clean it up. Um, What's happening? Well, the judge in the the criminal um, rape assault case against former Jello funny man Bill Cosby um, in a preliminary hearing said that there was sufficient evidence proceeded in that criminal case and it's going to trial. Um, well, let me repeat that because we're having a little little bit of trouble with your connection. So there was a preliminary hearing today in which the judge, I guess, was supposed to hear evidence to decide whether or not to bind him over for trial. And he decided yes. that there was enough evidence for to for him to be tried. Now, is this civil court or criminal? Criminal. Oh, um, he is found guilty um, of the charges against him um, from an assault that's alleged to have happened in 2004. A woman by the name of Andrea Constand. Um, she had no. A, that's a not civil... me as an alias, by the way. But go on. No, yeah, no. She had a civil. She brought charges against him in a civil action. The prosecutor did not charge Cosby, but they had a civil case, and she there was a settlement. And there were depositions taken in that case that were sealed. And so Cosby's defense attorneys today said, hey, the prosecutor back then said that no charges would ever be brought against Cosby for these, these allegations. But the judge said no. Um, in the depositions, he admitted to giving quaaludes to women. Mm-hmm. He admitted to sexual contact. 
And it was also revealed yesterday some new information that during the taping, um, the years when they taped the Cosby show, that a modeling agency would send five to six teenage models over to the studio, and he admitted in the deposition to having sex with at least two of them. Oh, wow. At least two of them. And one of the ones that were mentioned at the deposition, which the names were not revealed, has come forward and said it was me. Wow. So we're talking, this is a deposition, for those that don't know, is sworn. Sworn testimony. Yeah, so he basically admitted that he, he it, it, that's called statutory rape. Now, I don't know what the statute of limitations is on statutory rape, but basically um, what we've got here is we've got a serial rapist who went around as America's dad and, you know, didn't we all love Dr. Huxtable? Didn't we all wish he was our dad? Well, you know... Yeah. Wow. I mean, this, was, this was the image of, you know, uh, the the dad, the great American dad. Um, and, and, and funny. I mean, all my life. Hilarious. I violated because I had emotional uh, investment in Bill Cosby growing up and watching the show. Now he, now, he also said in the deposition that he paid these models by giving money to the William Morris agency, and they paid him to keep Camille, his wife, from finding out. Okay, so, um, so I'm having a little trouble with your connection. So he basically paid off William Morris at the time, the number one the talent agency in, in, in the world? He, there was, he, there was he, a payola? He funneled, he funneled money. He funneled money through the William Morris agency. Well, then I think William Morris, I think if any of those execs are still around, I think they need to be brought up on charges as well. I mean, because why would they as you know, I've gone to a million castings. I have two agents out here. You know, my agents would never funnel money to me somehow. I mean, that's not how it works. You have to know as an agent what you're involved in, what's going on there, because you got an underage girl who didn't get cast in the part, but yet money is coming to her from the star. That's not how works you don't get money through your agent unless you've booked the gig and then the and then the check actually gets cut from the production studio come on those agents were a part of this yeah well that's um, child abuse yes yeah. Anyway, if you're just tuning in, by the way, this is the Andrea K. Show, and I'm getting all hot out here tonight. I'm getting hot over yeah. some child abuse going on here with Bill Cosby wow. and other people who participated in this and encouraged it and enabled it, and that includes that wife of his. Well, Elijah Wood, who starred in The Lord of the Rings as Frodo uh, Baggins, was in an interview with the Sunday Times of London, and he outed off that there are vipers in Hollywood and went on and on and on about how it, Hollywood is in the grip of child sexual abuse academic, uh, epidemic and it, that rich industry elites are, you know, routinely doing this. And um, he was protected by, by it by his mother. He didn't actually have this occur to him. Um, then yesterday he starts tweeting out, I have no personal knowledge and he's mm-hmm. backpedaling on everything. Well, of said. course. Of course he is because, you know, he. I don't know that you would consider him an A-lister, but he's certainly a B-lister and the guy wants to work and he's probably being told you're going to never work in this town again if you don't zip it. But, I mean, didn't we all know? I mean, you know, you know, we just had in recent times, we had Whoopi Goldberg saying about Roman Polanski. Oh, it wasn't rape, rape. Well, what was Roman Polanski doing? The same crap that Bill Cosby's doing. He he, you know, gave that 13-year-old girl drugs and alcohol and, you know, raped her. 
But here's here's yeah. a, a major star in Hollywood saying, well, that's not rape rape. There's the real war on women, America, and it's the left and the, demo, the demo, dem, demon rats or whatever people call them. Out of yeah. Lala. And children. And children. Children. Absolutely. Well, you look at Drew Barrymore and what went on with her when she was a child. Absolutely. And a kid. Yep. Yeah, yeah. In, 20, in 2012, after Todd Bridges, who played Willis, and Corey Feldman, who um, was in Goonies, um, behind a bill that got passed in California that is supposed to have criminal background checks run on anybody that, that ha- handles child um, performers. Yeah. Um, but it excludes talent agents, and, and uh, Corey Feldman alleges that he was abused by, by, by a talent agent. Now, the Santa Barbara Police Department called, called the about the Michael Jackson case, and Corey Feldman told them in a recorded uh, telephone conversation that has been obtained by Radar Online that he was not abused by Michael Jackson, but he was abused by three others. The statute right. of limitation had not run out, mm-hmm. and the Santa Barbara Police Department, he gave them the names. They never did anything. Right. because of, Yeah, because of celebrities, and they were probably big names. So any final thoughts before we got to skedaddle? It's disgusting and it needs to get cleaned up. Well, thank you for bringing the dirt this, this, and reporting on it, Della. I know right now you probably want to go shower in some, you know, in some Lysol and use a plunger just for having right. to have this conversation. Yeah. Love you, Della. Thanks for being here. Bye, baby. Bye-bye. All right. Woo. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like I need to go hose myself down, DJ Snapper. Right? <laughs> Yeah, pretty crazy stuff, you know, especially, you know, I grew up on the Cosby. Me and my sister would come home and watch that every day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was like America's dad. But I mean, the whole thing about Hollywood, you know, that's what's so hypocritical about these people. These are the people that run on these public service announcements about, you know, about the religious right and how, you know, we hate women and and we're the party of uh, who hates women and minorities and, and, and the party of oppressors. And look at what they're involved in. It's it's absolutely th- not, nothing but hypocritical. That's the real war on women and the real war on children going on right there on the left. And that takes me right back to the what were we talking about at the top of the hour? Bringing these rep- Syrian refugees here. Oh, they're they're victims over there. What are these people? What what is their their beliefs? What's going on over there in these countries? Stony women for being raped. Cutting cutting people not allowing women to drive. Cutting their hands off. For a variety of different crimes. Anyway, well, we're going to take a break. We're going to shift gears because we got to get into a little bit of business. In fact, we got to get into the business of government. Want to update you all on what's happening with the TSA and a couple of other stories. And then we got my buddy Kalyan Pokola from Pokola Law who's going to be here. Got a got a one interesting story and a serious one to talk to to him about. So don't go anywhere. We got more Andrea K show on the other side of the break. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Want to start living better, longer? La Vida Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Oh, Let us help you find the path to living Andrew better, Kays longer. Visit us at lavitarx.com or call 866-507-1990. 
Hi, my name is Colin Pokola, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Pokola Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170 and I'll credit our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com, P-O-K-A-L-A-Law.com. The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation, call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657 Miramar Kitchen you're listening to the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. We're talking a little bit about security tonight. We talked national security with the refugees at the top of the hour. We talked a little economic security with Tom DeBacaro with taxes. And now we got to get into a little business security because we've got, uh, you know, you got to protect your business. Right. And there's lots of different ways that you can protect yourself from unlawful all kinds of issues that, that can come about. And so that's why I'm glad I got my partner, Kalyan Pokola from Pokola Law. Hey, Kalyan, I'm used to having you in the studio with me. I'm used to be I'm used to eating a donut in the studio. <laughs> well, you got to get you got to get back in here with me tomorrow and help me fill in for Craig um, in security. I don't know if you you got to be knowing what's happening with the TSA right now. Hundreds of oh, people absolutely. missing their flights lines for three hours long. They finally decided this is how great, you know, it is, you know, how government runs business. Right. They finally get rid of the head of security for the TSA today. Not because he did anything wrong, mind you, call you on, but because they, they want to find a better way a different approach, they say. The head of the TSA said that, that his goal was not to move the lines faster, but just gauge how to move the travelers more efficiently through the lines. It's like well, Right. I mean, that's the problem with when you have TSA, you have a big government organization uh, taking care of security. And if it's a business, they're going to be motivated to try to get as many people through as quickly as possible while not sacrificing any of the security of the passengers. Right, because Problem they is. because it's their money, right? And they and and they want to protect their investment, and they want to make they don't want to lose customers. And, and there's no motivation for this guy to uh, cut costs and make things more efficient because you know well, what's his motivation? He's not getting a he's not getting a bonus check. Actually, he did get paid a bonus. This guy got no, a- no, no. I mean, he's not getting paid. You know, he's not getting paid stock options. You know, he's not getting. Uh, you know, U.S. government bonds. 
Well, his pay, right. His pay is not incentivized for performance. This guy was getting over $181,000 a year and received a $90,000 bonus in spite of the fact that we know that the TSA hasn't been properly screening anybody versus when you're in private enterprise, your pay, your incentive incentivized with bonuses. You've got to perform in order to earn the bonus and then as well as just to keep your job. And people are also motivated if they're in a management executive position, particularly if they're the business owner, they've got their own money at stake. They've invested their own money in that business. And so, you know, that's why government is never going to be efficient. It's never going to be productive like it is in, in, in private enterprise. Speaking of private enterprise... A couple of stories. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this one, but it made the top a drudge, and it kind of made me laugh at first. And it's the story about Tinder, which is a dating site, and yep. a certain That's friend of mine. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but yeah, I mean, Tinder is like, yeah, well, I mean, it's, that's a great way to meet people and Tinder works really well. Well, I guess they're suing an app rival who's got a name that's similar to theirs, but what they do in their dating site is they match up threesomes and tell everybody what that's about. So it's called Thrinder, I guess. There's like a three in front of. Of Ender. Yeah. And one of the biggest issues with this was that basically they were pointing to. Uh, the corporate, the company's founder of uh, this threesome app, and he said when they asked how to pronounce it, he basically said, "Oh, it's like Tinder, but just say say Thrinder." Yeah. And so they're like, "Oh, well, you're trying to market on this." Well, you know whether people know this or not, you know Tinder has existed, you know, for a few years now. But there was an app that was that catered exclusively to the gay community called. Grinder, uh, and this existed, and it's almost exactly the same as Tinder, except it was for uh, uh, this is for homosexual men. And when Tinder came out, you know, p- people were telling me, you know, hey, there's now a straight version of Grinder. Yeah, yeah. So, so and, basically, we've got the pot calling the kettle black here with Tinder. What right. I found, what I thought was funny though, was the way this guy's like this this Thrinder app. He's like, look, I've only got eight employees. I'm I'm basically being beat up on by this billion dollar corporation. They're trying to run me out. So then he's got all of his, I guess his his clients or whatever people who use the site doing a hashtag Tinder suck my socks, which yeah, is, right. it's like I don't know what that has to do with threesomes, but it gave me a giggle. Hey, you know, like socks, freaky uh, threesome. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't want. I don't want to put them all together. All right. Uh, um, I don't shift. Want to connect the dots. Yeah, I don't want to connect those dots either. If you're just tuning in, this is the Andrea K Show, and I'm talking to Kalyan Pokola, who's a great uh, business lawyer here. Let's get into something a little serious. Thousands, uh, thousands, and thousands of regulations have come out from the Obama administration, mostly controlling business. And, you know, we're supposed to be a free market. We're supposed to be free enterprise. You know, I, I say that there's a Marxist movement in America. People say, well, no, Andrew, because they Marxism is when they own the company through the pink slip. Well, I say, well, if you can own a company through excessive regulations the we talked previously about the minimum wage increase now i guess obama just through the stroke of a pen has decided to make a lot of changes in overtime pay uh what are the changes quick uh and what does this mean for the employers well especially this is a big issue for the small business owners because it used to be that when you had uh the exemptions for overtime you used to be somewhere around 23 thousand six hundred sixty dollars or so and that was the old limit and if you were a full-time employee but you earn you know as long unless you earn less than that you couldn't get ot 
Okay. So now they've changed it, and now they've increased it to $47,476, which is a huge increase. Yeah. Now, there are certain things that I agree with. I don't agree with people forcing their uh, employees to work so many hours that they're actually making less than a minimum wage. You know, those people who are working 60, 70 hours, and they're when you do the math, they're making even less than a right. minimum wage. Right. Been there. Been there. I've been in situations to where rice workers in Vietnam were making more money by the hour, but I was in, in a management position, and that's the way it goes. I, you know, I was right. salary, and, you know, that has to do with classification. But w- what my concern is, typically when this happens, is employers are going to get around it. They're either going to oh, classify yeah. somebody in a different – they have to do that in order to so stay in business. they're going to do. This is what my, my small business clients are going to do, what big, bigger businesses are going to do as well. They're going to reclassify these employees. Instead of making them salaried employees, they're going to make them hourly. And, and so, then they'll just make sure that they don't do more than they're going to make them hourly, and they're going to keep exactly. them within, within under 40 hours a week. Yeah, just make sure that they don't work more than their 40 hours a week. And the other option is, oh, and another way to skirt it is to – increase their salary if they're close to that 47,000 threshold, it actually saves some of my clients money. We've talked, I've already talked to some of them about this. I said, well, if they're making $46,500, it's worth it to just give them the $900 uh, salary increase for the year. And then now they're no longer. And then they can still overwork rules. Right. And they can still, yeah. And they can still work more than OT. Right. So, I mean, this is going to be a problem because, just for a lot of the regular employees, when when costs go up of labor, they're going to get, you know, businesses are going to start moving toward automation. Right. They're going to try to find anything they can to save more money. Right. Regulations. Gonna, here's where we got to leave it. Regulations do not necessarily help the very people, the employees that they're. It's like like so many policies that that may have good help. intentions, but they're not going to help. They end up actually costing jobs in the long run. If you're a small business owner, you know, go, call call Young Pokola, PokolaLaw.com. Get him involved in your business. There's lots of different ways that he can help you. Whether it's you know classifying employees or, or avoiding litigation. Call Young, call young got to leave it there. Thanks so much for being here with me. Hey, I've only got a, a minute or two left. Tuesday nights, I've got a new segment. It's called Last Week's Fool, This Week's Tool. And I, I, I almost talked about it with Della because it involves Hollywood a little bit in the entertainment industry. And it's actually, the award this week goes to Megan Kelly. And the reason why it goes to Megan Kelly is because she's Last Week's Fool in which she did a really horrible special. It was a hack job done by a hack woman, in my opinion. It was hack because because um, she ended up destroying her own credibility and her own integrity by groveling to Trump. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna go at somebody because of their character and integrity, then stick by that. Don't de- then go turn right around and grovel to them and suck up to them and throw them softball because you want to coattail them for some notoriety. Okay, and then on top of it, when her ratings tanked because the rest of her of her guests were ridiculous. I mean, who even is this Laverne person and Shapiro? I mean, we're talking a twenty something year old case. Come on. So when it tank, then when it tanks, what does she do? She blamed the liberal media. So, Megan Kelly, I used to be a fan. Now you're last week's fool, this week's tool. All right, now tomorrow I'm going to be filling in for Craig Sewing right here on AM 1170, 6 p.m. So stick with me here. Follow me on Twitter and Andrea K Show. I'm on Facebook. Thank you so much to Michael Schwartz for San Diego County Gun Owners. Thank you, Tom Debacaro. Thank you, Della B. Thank you, Carl Pokola. Thank you, DJ Snaps. Thank you all out there for listening. Love you all. Have a great night, everybody. 
fellow Americans. Before I leave, I have two words to say. Do not listen to the uh, Andrea K. Show. Obama out. Wait a second. That wasn't two words. That was eight words. Don't listen to him. Listen to the Andrea K. Show Monday and Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. right here on AM 1170, The Answer. I'm so in love with me. This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.